Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. This is awesome. Awesome. I'm just so glad so many people are going to get help tonight. This is like a great night to be delivered and give Satan a black eye. Yes, come on. I'm so excited to have you on. I know we connected a little bit before. I have to share this with you, Katie. You don't know this, and I want to share this with you and our audience. So I started listening to you in 2011. The revival broke out in our living room. We were having, before this happened, what I'm about to share, this ended up being a catalyst to having three to 500 people gathering at my home for about a year, just from being an atheist to revivalist. But in the meantime, about two weeks after getting saved, we were listening to your CDs and you had a teaching. I don't know, you probably don't remember this, but this is in 2011, about that we have the DNA of God. Like in our saliva is the DNA of God. And you were actually preaching on the way Jesus spit in the man's, in the mud and then put in the blind man's eyes. Okay. so we. We get saved we're at a conference now my aunt yeah and guys when i say my aunt i'm not talking about like third separated on the fourth side i'm talking about my mom's sister my my first aunt she we've lived with them they've lived with us like i'm super close with her i'm super close with my cousins while well, my cousin had just gotten saved and heard your cd my aunt was born deaf now you got to hear this katie born deaf not like went deaf she was born deaf in one of her ears because my grandma had German measles. So my aunt, we've all known she's been deaf. She has no inner eardrum, nothing there. She's a nurse, you know, very high up in the medical field, very respected. Her friends are doctors, nurses. She had nothing there. And so weeks before I got saved, she went to see a specialist. The specialist told her, there's nothing we can do. You're deaf. You're always going to be deaf. You know, there's nothing to work with. Like there's no medicine, no, no technology. So my uncle told her, my uncle, who's my pastor now as well, and has been since then, you're going to need a miracle. So we get to this conference. She's deaf in one ear. And she had had Mario Murillo, Morcerillo, Benny Hinn, everyone you can think of laid hands on her. You know, she'd been deaf her whole life in one of her ears. Well, we get to this conference and all of a sudden the preacher says, listen, I want some of you young people that got lit on fire to start laying hands on the sick. Well, my cousin heard your CD that we have the DNA of God and she licked her finger because she learned this from one of your CDs. I don't know when it was, but she licked her finger, stuck it in my aunt's ear and my aunt prayed this. My aunt said, Lord, please heal me not for my sake but because i don't want all these young people that just got saved to lose their faith because i don't get healed because she didn't really truly believe god was going to heal her because she had gotten so much prayer for years she stuck her finger in my aunt's ear with her saliva because she got taught through your cd the dna and my aunt right there in front of thousands of people her ear got open she to this day obviously can hear she got her hearing back with no inner eardrum no nothing got her hearing back that miracle katie as we just broke 2000 viewers, it was a catalyst for the revival at my home. Because again, that miracle spread through my family, through our town. People started coming because they heard my aunt was born deaf and she could hear now. So your ministry was a direct result of our revival breaking out. So I just want to say, I'm honored to have you on here. I'm excited to have you on here. I would love for you. I know there's a lot of new people to your ministry. If you want to share some of your testimony, kind of what God's been doing with you, that would be awesome. <laughs> oh my God. That's like a wet willy of the supernatural. Kind Come on. Of it's like the, the coolest story ever. It's like, wow, somebody like licked their fingers, stuck it in my ear, and man, I grew up. It's like, wow, I can hear. That's so awesome. Wow, what a blessing. Wow, thanks for sharing. I've never heard that story before. So it's super cool. I know God wants to do that for everybody. Like when people sit underneath the anointings of your ministry, our ministry, they see miracles happen, they see the supernatural break out. 
So this is the right place to be like in this place tonight. You know, I'm, I'm glad to share the story because I know a lot of people that are watching can maybe relate in their own way. Maybe not exactly, but I do come from the street. I, I was a meth cook. I was a collector, which means if somebody owed dope money to a, a dope dealer or something, I was the one that went and got that went and got it for them. I did collections for the Mexican mob. Um, you know, I did big collections. Like people would ask me to go collect houses for them and crazy, crazy stuff like that. Right. I mean, it was wild. Um, and I finally ended up getting busted though by the feds, not by the state, by the feds. I'd already been in jail, regular jail, like 12 times in one year. And then the federal marshals caught up with me at a lab that I was at. Um, I, I almost escaped. They arrested us all. And I had chemical burns on my hands because, and my feet, because it was a lab used by other cooks before I got there. And uh, they took us to the hospital and one of the police had handcuffed me to the bed. And then when he was ready for me to be discharged, he came and uncuffed me. He said, okay, get up and get dressed because we're gonna leave. So I, he leaves the, the curtained in booth and I jump up and peek and he's there out there talking to a nurse. So I got dressed really fast and just walked right out right behind his back. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm like walking out the front door of the hospital and I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is so easy, right? I'm just gonna go on the street and just say, oh, my boyfriend's beating up on me. And I'm not trying to belittle anyone that had that going on, but I was gonna use that as my excuse. And I'm headed out to the street to just stop a car and get in. And I got arrested, not by the police, by the Holy Ghost. I didn't even know who that was, right? All of a sudden my, my, my actual physical body got spun around and next thing you know, I'm walking back in the doors of the hospital and I'm like going, what am I doing? I mean, all the demonic voices inside my head were screaming, stop, you can turn around, it's not too late. And I'm headed right towards the police, right towards the federal marshal. He's still got his back towards me. He doesn't even know that I'm gone, right? I, I come up and, and the voices are screaming louder, turn around, it's not too late. And I just saw my hand like reach up and touch him. And then he turns around, he looks at me, it's like he knew something had just about gone really wrong, like sideways. And then I'm like, oh, it's too late. And they got me. And then they gave me 12 and a half years in federal prison. Yeah, I spent most of that in lockdown because I was a really violent person. So I was always in the hole, man, starting a fight. I was attacking officers. I was getting written up. I got kicked out of yard like 26 times record for the facility. I, I was always in the hole, and uh, finally I met God. I met God in that in that place. Uh, I said, God, if you're real, you know, uh, when they take me out for a shower, because they would take you out like once a week for a shower, they, I'd say, uh, get me a Bible, because they wouldn't let me have a Bible in lockdown. And so they took me in the shower. There was poop on the floor. I'm sorry if, this is, if there's any children watching. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was nasty, right? So I'm like trying to step around and take a shower. And then I went to go throw my uniform into a clothing barrel and it was empty. I, I usually it's stacked up to the ceiling, right? It was empty. So I looked in as I threw it down and at the bottom of the barrel was a Bible. And so, you know, God was with me the whole time. I ended up actually winning a case. I filed the case uh, in the federal courts. I won the right to go get heard. Um, and right before that happened, God told me, you're gonna get out and you're gonna get out November 21st. And so I went around telling everybody, which was like a month and a half away. I was like, God told me I'm going to get out. I'm going to win my case and I'm going to go home November 21st. 
And he had given me the number 57. I had actually counted out the days. And it was like November 21st that it landed on when I counted 57. I went to the court. Oh, my gosh. They said, uh, we're going to... Uh, we're going to pull up all your evidence. We're going to give you more time for all the chemicals we found at your lab. They were threatening me with 20 years. They said, we're going to win this case. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then they took me back to wait while they brought the evidence up from the evidence locker. And that's when I remembered that a woman who had been in Marilyn Hickey's ministry had gotten transported. She was like the, the girlfriend of one of the top Hells Angels guys. She's gotten transported into my facility. And when she came in, I was in lockdown again. She comes to my unit and she shouts in the unit. She goes, where's Katie? And they're like, Kate's in lockdown, man. And, and she's like, well, somebody has to start a fight with me because I need to go down to lockdown to give Katie this word from the Lord. And so they started this big fight. Here comes the police. They grab her and they bring her to lockdown. I'm down there, don't know what's happened. And all of a sudden I hear somebody come bringing into lockdown and she shouts, shouting my name, Katie. And I'm hearing the chink, chink, chink of the chains coming down the hallway. I'm like, who is this, man? And I lean out the window and she's walking by. She stops and makes the police stop. And she goes, are you Katie? And I went, yeah. She goes, I have a word from the Lord for you. And I was like, all right. And she tells the guard, she says, put me in the cell next to her. And they did it. So they put her in the cell and we got down in the vent and we started talking. Cause that's how inmates talk when they're like in the cells, they talk through the vents. And so she goes, I got a word from the Lord for you. And I'm like, give it to me. She goes, and I'm like, interpretation. And she's, I can hear her through the vent. She's sighing. Like she's going, I can't believe, like, like, I can't believe you just didn't know what I said. And she goes, the interpretation is, thus saith the Lord, the chemicals in your case have been destroyed. And I was like, oh, I already went to court. I've already been sentenced to 12 and a half years. It's too late. She goes, nevertheless. The chemicals in your case have been destroyed. And bam. I was like, okay, amen. And then that's when, fast forward to when I was in the, in the cell now, waiting for them to make my time go up further. I go back in the court and they said, sorry, we have to give her her motion. She has to win this case because the chemicals in her case have been destroyed. <laughs> we went down the chemical locker and they're gone. So I ended up winning the case. And the November 21st date, that's when I got out November 21st, which was my 57th month. So God did it. Wow. So you literally got supernaturally rescued from a federal prison. I was thinking about when Peter got broken out of prison. I mean, God literally made a way for you to get out. How did you transition from coming out of prison to now? I mean, obviously now you have all these books, you have all the teachings, you've been traveling for years, but how did it go from being in prison, being this you know you had this encounter with god to launching you into full-time ministry and the revelation god has given you to where now you're in the prisons preaching to people seeing deliverance seeing demons cast out seeing miracles happen to thousands of people in prisons all over america yeah i mean when we got out god just started downloading revelations to me for myself to get healed first and then as i was like i'd move into these revelations to get healed and delivered. And pretty soon I'd be like, wow, you know, uh, I think other people need to hear this. And so I started building, you know, teachings, soakers and everything else. And then Sid Roth picked us up in like 2010 or 11 or something like that. And we ended up doing like two shows for him. And then the ministry just exploded. And one of the main things that God showed me, even way back then was how
feet, the spirit of Legion. Mm. And that was a major game changer. Wow. And you know, I was thinking about the story of Legion in Mark chapter five. This is your story being in bondage, being in prison. And there's many people right now, there's 2,400 people watching, but there's many people right now, Katie, in the chat, you know, this, they're believers. They love God. They're serving God. And their church tells them there's no such thing as demons. Christians can't have demons. Christians can't be depressed or be anxious or be suicidal or fear. And they come to us and they're bound in their soul. They're bound in their mind and they're looking for deliverance. And I want to tell you, listen, just because you prayed a prayer or you're a Christian doesn't mean there's not areas of your soul that are in bondage, the mind, the will, and the emotion. I know this is one thing, Katie, you always are teaching on and preaching on is this, the realm of the soul. So many believers don't understand that when you have a demon, it's not in the spiritual area where the Holy Spirit dwells, it's in the soulish realm. So it's really a different compartment than where the Holy Spirit dwells. And absolutely, you can be bound and be a believer. I think about my story, I got radically saved. You know, I was an atheist full of the Holy Spirit, just God radically touched me, audible voice from heaven, had that encounter. And then two or three days went by and I'm getting the most perverted thoughts ever. I'm, I'm hearing voices and I'm realizing, although I'm speaking in tongues, I'm on fire for God, I'm preaching, doing all the stuff, I was bound, I needed deliverance. And now, you know, we do deliverance on only believers because we believe like if you're not a believer, you're just gonna go right back, there's no point. But there's many watching that don't realize that they're bound right now and God wants to set them free. God wants to deliver them from the spirit of legion that you've taught on and preached on. But I think many people can relate to your story tonight and especially when it comes to being in bondage. Yeah, you know, that's the biggest lie that the devil wants us to believe, that, that we're not oppressed by him, that because we're believers, that he can't afflict us or, or oppress us in any way or make us sick or attack our minds or whatever. And that's the biggest lie from the pit of hell at all. And we should not embrace his lies because he, he operates in darkness. He is cloaked in darkness, mm. right? We, we battle dark spirits of the dark world. So we are, we have to bring those things into the light. I mean, with, with Legion, what, what people don't understand is, you know, when I used to tell people I'm battling the spirit of Legion, they would be like Legion, you know, nobody understands how every single believer I, you know, unless you've been delivered of mm. Legion is battling that demonic spirit. And the thing is, is that his main way to be able to assault you, make you sick, give you flu symptoms, bacterial infections, to uh, assault your mind, uh, to, to uh, afflict you in all kinds of ways, is that your soul is the legal landing strip. Mm. I remember when I, I first started touring, I would get sick every time I would get in a plane and fly to another state. I fly to a, a, a region of land, I get on the plane and step on the region of land and instantly I would have like the flu and a sore throat and a clogged uh, sinuses and like a yeast infection and a bladder infection all at the wow. same time, like within 30 seconds of stepping out onto a new region of land. That's when you know, this is not just, oh, I just happened to get sick with all these things at once. I mean, this is a, obviously a demonic assault trying to stop me from my mission, right? So God began to show me that those things were happening because I had a legal ground in my soul. Now, what does that mean? The Bible talks about we are three-part beings, and this is why a Christian can get attacked by a demonic spirit. We are body, soul, and spirit. Okay, when you're born again, your spirit man becomes instantly perfect. You have Christ in you, the hope of glory. You got the Holy Spirit in dwelling inside your spirit man, okay? Everything in your spirit is perfect when you're a born-again believer. But your body and your soul have to catch up. 
The Bible, yeah, the Bible says in, in Corinthians 3.18, it says that we are transformed into his image, into his likeness from glory to glory. Glory to glory denotes progression. Okay, we are progressively changed or transformed into his image. Okay, as we sit in his presence, as we sit in the glory, as we worship him, as we present ourselves to him so that he can heal us and transform us, okay? So there's a progression going on, which means that there are also, while you're in that process, which is basically for the rest of our walk with the Lord until he comes again, amen? Okay, we, are, we also will have areas in our soul that, are, that allow a legal landing strip for the enemy to assault us. The Bible says, you know, our soul isn't made instantly perfect when we're born again. So that means that inside our soul, our, the Bible says our soul can be wounded. And it gets wounded by trauma, by, by sin, by ancestral issues, and things like that. I mean, a good example, Isaiah 30, 26 in the Amplified Classic. It says, God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds that came from their sins. Okay, that means that sin can actually wound you. And, and you'll know that that's true. If people will, well, that's not true. You'll know it's true. If you fall into sin, like you, you, maybe you've been drinking or you've been slipping up, taking pills, or you've been gossiping about people, or you've been letting yourself get chronically afraid or whatever it is, all that sin, you'll know it has wounded you because you can feel the oppression in your soul. You can feel that weight. You can feel that torment. Because so when we sin, we can wound ourselves. When we have trauma, we can wound ourselves. Trauma wounds us. Like a good example is Job, the book of Job. Job went through massive trauma, okay? What he had, uh, his flocks and his herd were stolen by the enemy. All his servants were killed, okay? His children were gathered in a household together. Um, the devil creates a whirlwind, smashes the house down on them. They all die. And then in chapter two of the book of Job, Job gets struck from head to toe with painful boils. Now, all that trauma, it wounded Job. How, how do we know? Because all through the Bible, all through the book of Job, he, Job says stuff like, my soul is mourning. My soul is vexed. My soul is, is bitter. My soul is poured out. He's basically, and whenever he was saying those things, he was basically referring to my soul is vexed because of the trauma I went through. My soul is bitter, bitter because of the trauma I went through. My soul is being poured out because of the trauma. So when we go through trauma, it can wound our soul man. And, and then that causes the enemy to have a legal landing strip to be able to control us. Now, where does the Bible say that? Jesus said it. John 14, 30, he said, the prince of this world is coming, but he has nothing in me that's in common with him so he has no power over me you know a lot of believers that don't know any better rebuke demons or trying to cast them out they're trying to they're trying to do all this stuff and the demon doesn't go anywhere part of the reason why is because when the demon has a legal landing strip in the soul then there's something in that person or in you that's in common with the, with the devil, so the devil has power over you. You're going to have power over the devil when your soul gets healed of those wounds that came from sin or trauma. And then he won't have any power over you. And that's, this is in the story of the spirit of legion, okay? Like, if you, if, Isaiah, if you look at Mark 5, right? It's a classic story. 
It says that Jesus stepped out of the boat under the region of the Gerasenes. Okay, so he's, he's about to minister on a region of land. And it says that straightway there met him a man out of the tombs, possessed by the spirit of legion. Okay, now the Bible goes on and it says, he came out from among the tombs. Night and day this man was living among the tombs. On the mountains and in the tombs he lived, beating, bruising, and cutting himself with stones, and no one could restrain or tame him. So right there it mentions this man. When I first read this, because I was afflicted big time by this spirit of legion, and I didn't understand it. And God began to tell me, you're dwelling among the tombs like the demoniac. And I was like, okay. So I read the story, and it says three times, dwelling among the tombs, night and day among the tombs, in the mountains and in the tombs. It's like, why does it mention it three times? When the Bible says something that many times, you better pay attention, okay? So I looked up the word tombs there, and it means this. It means a monument set up to cause a perpetual remembrance. So what does that mean? Trauma and sin, wounds in the soul, become like tombstones. They become like monuments that are set up inside our mind, our will, and our emotions to cause us to perpetually remember something that happened in our life, like a divorce, or when we were alcoholics, or we're still alcoholics, or, or a person that burned us and hurt us, or when we were molested as a child, or when our parents rejected us, or when we were bullied at school, or when uh, we lost a really important job, and then we lost our house or our car. All those bad memories, those traumas, those stressors cause us to do like the demoniac, to dwell among the tombs. We start dwelling on it. We start thinking about it. This thing that happened and that thing that happened, we can't stop thinking about it. And, and it comes into our mind all the time about that horrible thing that that person said to us or about us or, or what happened when our boss mistreated us at our work. We start dwelling, thinking about, meditating on, and we, can't, and we don't stop. We start dwelling among the tombs, among the pain of our past. See, that's what was happening with the demoniac. He was dwelling on the pain of his past. Okay, now, why is this important? See, that means that he was wounded in his soul from the things that had happened to him from before. Okay, and he was still dwelling on it. Now, interestingly enough, when you look up the word dwell there, it means this. It's a metaphor for powers that are said to pervade, govern, and control the soul. That's the Thayer's lexicon meaning. It, dwell means powers that are, to, that are able to pervade, govern, and control the soul, which means that Legion was able to control this man, this demoniac, to make him live naked among the tombs, to, to make him not be with his family anymore, to have him beat, bruise, and cut himself with stones, to, to lose his mind. The, that, that spirit was able to do that to that man because he was dwelling among the tombs. That spirit of legion was able to pervade, to govern, and control his soul because he was dwelling on the pain of his past. Yeah. That, that's so, so good. You know, I think about people we deal with and you deal with as well for healing and deliverance that will literally tell you, Katie, a story of something that happened in 30 years ago in detail. 
And it's like, how do you still remember the details? And then they have people praying and same thing what you said. And the demon doesn't want to come out and you're telling it to leave and you're wrestling and you're shouting and you're screaming and you're spitting on them and you're anointing them, pouring oil on them, hitting them with handkerchiefs and the demon doesn't leave. And then I've dealt with people where after two hours of doing deliverance and other spirits have left, I, I, and I've been like, why? And the person will tell me, I'm not willing to forgive. I'm not willing to get over this. Or I went through something or the demon will tell me they're not willing to let this thing go. And as you were talking about dwelling among the tombs, dwelling among, among dead things, I really felt the Holy Spirit to somebody in the chat saying, it's time to let it go. It's time to get to Jesus. Now you might say, well, I don't think this or I don't think that. And so many people let those traumas stop them from coming to Jesus. And here's the interesting thing as you were talking about that of the man at the tombs, he wasn't willing to let, you know, some say it was 5,000 demons, it was legion, whatever it could be, but he wasn't willing to let the demons stop him from approaching the only person that could heal him. And friend, I wanna tell you tonight, there is only one person tonight that could heal you. What is stopping you from running to him? What is stopping you tonight from throwing yourself on Jesus and saying, Lord, I need you to deliver me. I need you to heal me. You have to make a choice. Now you sitting back on Netflix all day or on Instagram all day or TikToking your life away is not going to bring you deliverance. It's not gonna bring you freedom. It's only going to be when you say, I refuse to let religion stop me, to let depression stop me. I refuse, and someone needs to say this tonight, to let suicidal thoughts, anger, anxiety, stress, pain, trauma, abuse, um, intellect, stop me from running and coming to Jesus. If the guy didn't let demons stop him, and this guy was, I'm telling you, more bound than y'all were in the natural, he was in chains, then I'm not going to let anything, because you have to posture yourself to say, Lord, I will do whatever it takes. I will go wherever I have to go. And I will believe that tonight, I'm not walking out with this trauma. I'm not walking out with this anxiety. And I will say this, Katie, if there's ever been a time where the message you're preaching tonight is relevant, it's the hour that we live in. One thing that the Lord showed me was Isaiah, when the world comes out, and I hate using this term, but I just have to use it for the sake of imagery. When the world comes out of quarantine like zombies, God showed me this, they're gonna come out with anxiety, with depression, with fear, with addiction. Everything you can think of is at an all-time high, right? Abuse and anger, because people have been trapped in their homes for a year and a half. God says, who is going to help the world? Who is going to deliver those that have been a year and a half depressed, a year and a half battling suicide, a year and a half drinking in their homes, doing drugs, because we know boredom is the devil's playground and I believe God is raising up the body of Christ God is raising you up this teaching is for you tonight to train you and to equip you this is why in our meetings we don't do prayer lines people say why well, won't Isaiah to lay hands on me the man of God no we're training you to lay hands on yourself we're training you to be equipped and to be raised up so I love this you know what you're talking about the spirit of legion is so held the church back has so stopped the church from living their full potential and fulfilling their full destiny and I think too you know, not only that, I would love you to touch on this as well, is this is, like you said, a regional spirit. This is a spirit that dwells over regions, a high-ranking spirit, um, a violent spirit. And I'll say this, a guy we dwelt with recently that had the spirit of legion, incredibly violent in the deliverance, incredibly angry, incredibly strong. I mean, the Bible says he was breaking chains and the, the, no one could tame him like a wild animal. And I want to tell somebody that you say, well, I'm untamable. No one can deliver me. No one can stop me. God can tame you. I promise you. I've seen hell's angels. I've seen drug addicts. I've seen the worst of the worst people that have murdered, get a touch, get annoyed get delivered and so those of you that are untamable you're the wild one you're like no one tells me what to do watch God tonight arrest you watch God tame you tonight and watch God break chains that nobody else can break things that no one else can deliver you from I believe tonight I'll turn it back over to you but I believe tonight the spirit of legion is being broken in Jesus name
Oh, but, you know, it's, it, it's crazy that, you know, all these things you're saying are so apropos for this moment, like you said, okay? Like, you know, as far as, you know, untamable, you're looking at it, okay? Come I on. was a maniac. I was a, a, an American terrorist. I terrorized people. I enjoyed it. That's what I did. I did collections. I would go and kick people's doors and put a gun to their head, force them to pay drug debts, make them load up all their, their valuables into my car, like right there with me watching. It's like... I was a nut. I was a maniac. And I had supernatural strength. I mean, I can remember once helping somebody move their furniture. And I walked in. I said, do you want to move that, that love seat right there? And they're like, yeah. And they said that I just picked it up, threw it on my shoulder, and walked it into the next room. I'm not a very big person. I'm like five, six max, like a buck 25. Okay. So, I mean, that is supernatural, right? But that is the supernatural evil, the power of the spirit. Okay. And then it's controlling people. It's making people sick. I mean, we don't understand the depths of what the spirit's doing. For one, it's tormenting people's minds. Okay, mm. look, Legion was the most talkative demon in the entire Bible. Say it. Okay, it just talked and talked. It. I mean, think of all the things it said to Jesus. Mark five. It. It runs. That, that man runs to Jesus, throws himself down because he's desperate to get the deliverance, and that spirit speaks out of that man and says, "Oh, Jesus, what is there in common between us?" Please don't torment me. I know you're the son of God. Then he says, uh, don't send us out of the region. Oh, Jesus, my name is Legion, for we are many. Oh, Jesus, do not torment me. Oh, Jesus, send us into the pigs. I mean, that spirit was talk, talk. It's like a tweaker on Matt, okay? Talk, talk, chatter, chatter. That's what that spirit does. It speaks into your mind, endless chatter. If your mind is noisy, you can't hear the voice of God. You can't break through. That's a sign that you're dwelling among the tombs, that there's some sort of a memory that you're still hanging on to and dwelling on. And, and Legion has found that as this legal ground to afflict you and put confusion, to put torment, to put noise, to put those things, those thoughts, negative thoughts, of even like a killing yourself, kill yourself. Like it made, it drove those pigs to, to commit suicide. Kill yourself, off yourself, you're worthless. It talks to you like that. That's one of the many things the spirit does. It also can make you physically sick. When that demoniac was healed by Jesus, it says that he sat there clothed and in his right mind. Okay, in his right mind, which means he got his mind back. Okay, his actual thinking, his cognitive processes and everything back. He went from cutting himself, beating himself, bruising himself to being in his right mind. So I see mental disorders, bipolars, depression, anxiety, Fear. I see all kinds of mental and emotional disorders healed when people are delivered to the spirit of the legion. Now, when you look there, though, it says that he was uh, healed and uh, clothed and in his right mind. You look up the words right mind in the Thayer's lexicon. It also means this, to be healed of diseases, to be healed of diseases. This spirit, you know, some people think was 6,000 strong, okay? There's a lot of different soldiers in the legion um, category, okay, within that uh, authority of those rank, that rank, okay, and they all have these different assignments, and many of them are to cause you to have diseases. I would have, and I mean, every month my entire life until I got delivered a legion, I'd have a yeast infection or a bladder infection or both at the same time. It was like this, this, this beast causes flus, it causes bacteria, it causes pandemics. It causes all kinds of issues. It causes inflammation. It causes edemas. I have seen so many people. I, I had a lady that her legs were swollen with edema for 10 years. 
10 years. When she got delivered of Legion, her legs, she said she felt the water rushing out her legs and they shrunk down to their normal size. I mean, I've had people delivered of shingles, shingles, the, the shingles virus. I had one lady, she got delivered and she said, she said, before I walked in here, I had shingles all the way around on, on, on my stomach, right over here, all itching. She goes, now look at this. She actually lifted up her shirt and showed me and all of the sores were gone. Okay, so I mean, this spirit, is got his hand in so many pies. And we have to be aware that almost every single person is dwelling among the tombs. You've got some sort of a memory, some sort of a stress, some sort of a crisis, some sort of a trauma you've lived through that you just can't seem to shake. You think about it all the time. You, you dwell on it all the time. It has you grip. You rehearse what was said to you and what you said back to that person all the time and everything else like that. And those things, those traumas, when you've been stressed out so much with trauma that you, you, you feel like you're going to pop, you probably have legion on you. And, and what we really don't understand, Isaiah, is that legion is a, is, is, is a storm creator. Now, look, one of the first things he said to Jesus was, he ran, the, the man ran to Jesus, fell at Jesus' feet, and he says, Oh, Jesus, Son of the Most High God, um, what is there in common between us? Please do not torment me. So basically, Legion himself was affirming what I've said. You only can get attacked by Legion if you have something in you that's in common with him. Jesus was the perfect man. He didn't have any sin or wounds in his soul. That's why that spirit said, oh, Jesus, what is there in common between us? Please do not torment me. He was saying, there's something different about this guy, Jesus. He doesn't have any wounds in his soul. Okay, so not only can I not uh, uh, torment him, but he can torment me. And that's what we want to happen. But we have to realize that part of the way that we get things in us that are in common with him is by living through storms. And Legion, if you don't already, if you're not already dwelling among the tombs, Legion will create a storm so that you will be so wounded by the storm that you'll have something in you that's in common with him. And the proof of that is what did Jesus go through on his way to the region of the Gerasenes? A storm. Let's look at it because I'm going to prove to you right now that Legion made that storm. Legion made that storm. Okay, so we're going to go to it's in Mark 4. Okay, Mark 5 is where Jesus stepped out of the boat onto the region of the Gerasenes. But Mark 4, Jesus is headed across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. And this is when he encounters this storm. It says this. It says that he, he took all the boats with him to the other side of the lake and said, come on, let's go over to the other side of the lake. The other side of the lake was the region of the Gerasenes. And it says that they went into the boats, and verse 37 says, And a furious storm of wind, of hurricane proportions, arose, and the waves kept beating and beating and beating into the boat till it was already becoming filled. Does that sound like 2020? Just asking. Just asking. Was, a was that a furious storm of hurricane proportions? Waves just kept beating. And beating, somebody got sick, you lost your job, your business closed down, your ministry shut its doors, your church couldn't operate. Were the waves beating and beating and beating against your boat till it was almost already filled and ready to sink? And then it says this, it says that, that the um, Jesus was asleep in the boat, of course. What a show off, right? Okay, like, super cool, right? Jesus is asleep in the middle of the storm because he ain't worried, right? And it says that the waves that the disciples woke him up and says, Master, 
Do you not care that we're perishing? Which is something we all do in the middle of a storm, right? We accuse God of not caring. And then it says, this is what Jesus did. He arose and rebuked. Listen to the language. Rebuked the wind and said to the sea, hush now, be still, be muzzled. And the wind sank, ceased, sank to rest as if exhausted by its beating. And there was immediately a perfect peacefulness and a great calm. Okay, so look, it says that Jesus rebuked the storm. That's weird. Because that word rebuke, you know where it's used everywhere else in the New Testament? It's language when Jesus would rebuke a demon. Okay? And it says that he rebuked the storm. Why is Jesus treating the storm like it's a demon? Because it was demonic. It was a, oh God, listen to me. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. It was a storm that was demonically created. Okay, by a demonic spirit. You know, it's a universal law that when you decree a thing, it will be established. Okay, the devils know that too. And they use their mouth to create things. Okay, that's why it says that Jesus rebuked the wind and said to the sea, hush now, be still, be muzzled. Why is he telling the sea to shut up, to hush and be still? Because you know why? Legion is the most talkative demon in the New Testament. Oh, Jesus, you know. What do we have in common? Oh, Jesus, do not torment me. Oh, Jesus, send me in the pigs. Oh, Jesus, don't send me out of the region. Oh, Jesus, my name is Legion. He's the most talkative demon in the New Testament. All right? And so he's telling that demon to shut up because Legion knew Jesus was coming. And he was speaking and commanding the sea to be created into a storm to try to stop Jesus. How do we know that Legion knew that Jesus was coming? Because Mark 5, verse 1, as soon as Jesus stepped out of the boat, there was a man with the spirit of Legion. Legion knew he was coming. So Jesus tells that, he says, he rebukes that spirit and says, hush now, be still, be muzzled. Now, that's the same language that Jesus used in Mark 1, I'll prove it to you, when he met up with a demonic spirit in the synagogue. And it says that, he was in the synagogue and the spirit started to manifest. And Jesus said to that spirit, he says, hush now. I'll, I'll, I'll get to the verse. It's verse number 25 in Mark 1. It says, and Jesus rebuked that spirit, rebuked it just like he did the sea and said, hush up, be muzzled, be gagged. What did he say to the sea? Hush now, be still, be muzzled. He said the exact same thing to the sea as he said to the demon in Mark 1. Meaning, he wasn't talking to the sea in Mark 4. He wasn't telling the sea to hush up and be muzzled, be gagged. He was telling the spirit of legion, stop speaking this storm into existence. Don't even think that last year, part of the demonic strategy, not all of it, but part of the demonic strategy through what happened in COVID and everybody's lives, the isolations and the lockdowns and everybody losing their jobs and their businesses and everything else was a demonic storm. Remember, Satan created a whirlwind that knocked down the house that all of Job's children were in and they were killed. So don't even think that a demonic spirit can't create a storm either in the natural or just through circumstances. That demonic spirit will create a storm. Why? To either get you to stop and turn back so you never make it to the region of the Gerasenes where your assignment is, 
or to get you so wounded by the storm that by the time you get to your region of the Gerasenes, you're so wounded that you have something in your soul that's in common with the spirit of Legion, so he has power over you. Wow, so good. Everybody, we're about to hit 3,000 viewers live. Please do me a favor, share this broadcast. And I know there's, uh, Katie, I'm reading the comments as you're preaching here. There's literally hundreds of people that are like, this is me. This is exactly what I'm going through. I need this. And at the end of this, guys, we're going to pray activation. We're going to pray deliverance. Now, here's something, Katie, I is very interesting about the story. Number one, people always say, People that don't do deliverance, let me make that clear, always say, well, brother, you shouldn't talk to demons. Jesus commanded demons to leave and they left. Not true, because in Mark 5, Jesus obviously talked to the demon, but also the Bible says Jesus had been commanding the spirit to leave and the spirit wasn't leaving. And Jesus said, what is your name? So you guys have to realize the spirit of Legion is incredibly stubborn. Like think about the most stubborn person you've ever met times a thousand. And when I've dealt with the spirit, Katie, I've often um, found it's not just let's pray a five minute prayer at the altar and say, oh, you've been delivered. And here's what a lot of pastors do. And there's a lot of pastors in the chat and I'm just going to expose y'all because it's my broadcast. Here's what they do. They pray for people at the altar. They say, oh, you've been delivered. You're free. You're fine. When the person doesn't get delivered, the person lives with the spirit of legion, lives among the tombs. They rehearse the trauma. They rehearse what they're going through, the perversion, whatever it is. And they think because a pastor declared them free that they've been delivered because the pastor teaches a wrong doctrine that says, all you have to do is tell the demon to leave and the demon has to go. It's not going to fight you. It's not going to be stubborn because this is what they say. Jesus commanded the demon to leave and the demon left instantly. Number one, I would say to your pastor, you're not Jesus. Okay. We are not Jesus. We're, we're just students. We're trying to be like him, but we're not him. Number two, this demon was so stubborn, so violent, so powerful, so over the region, so causing things to happen that Jesus told the demon to leave, the Bible says, and the demon did not obey Jesus. And then Jesus asked the demon its name. Now, does Jesus know everything? Of course, he knows the answer before. He read the intentions of the heart. Why did he ask? I believe that when the demon's names are exposed, they begin to lose power. Remember, the devil only has power in things that dwell in darkness. And the moment that we expose the name, the moment we expose the strategy, because oftentimes, guys, demons' names are actually their function. So a spirit of anger, someone told me one time, Katie, how could I have a spirit of anger and then my friend have a spirit of anger if anger can only be one demon? Well, it's not necessarily an individual identity. It's the function of the demon. Legion's function is to bring storms, is to bring sickness, is to bring disease, is to bring cutting. You know, it's also a suicidal spirit. We dealt with one girl who had a spirit of legion that was cutting herself. And she said, I don't want to cut myself. And this is something you guys got to realize. Demons make you do things you don't want to do. People are like, I don't want to live in bondage. I don't want to live in chains. There's almost 3,000 of you watching. Many of you don't want to live in this bondage, but you're at the tombs. And here's the interesting part. Not only was he cutting himself, Here's one thing, Katie, I've always thought about. The Bible says he was howling day and night. He's out there howling. Why is he howling? He's crying out for help. And this is my, the thing I cannot understand. How is it possible that we have churches on every single corner, yet we get hundreds of messages, I'm sure you do too as well, Katie, of people saying, I need deliverance, and I can't find a church that will pray deliverance over me. And here's my question. 
He's crying out for help, and the people in the town, because we're going to find out about them in a little bit here, are too busy with what's going on in the town that they're ignoring the Christ from the cemetery. And is it not that way in the church? We're so busy with our lights and our sound and our smoke machines and our preaching and our nice clothes and our nice programs and our outreaches that we're ignoring the cry of those that are possessed, those that are broken, those that are howling, those that are shrieking, crying out for help. And so I want to tell somebody in the chat, don't so don't get co so caught up on Facebook, so caught up on Instagram, so caught up on YouTube, so caught up in your job, serving Baal, serving Mammon, that you are ignoring the cries of the people around you that need deliverance. I don't know about you, but I'm saying tonight, Lord, I want to be sensitive to the cry of those in the cemetery. I want to be sensitive. One of the things God showed me in January, Katie, was this, Isaiah. You're praying for witches to get saved. You're praying for warlocks. Because my prayer is like, Lord, I don't want recycled Christians. I want the witches, the warlocks, the high priests. I want the atheists. I want the drug addict. The church, y'all could have all the nice sanitary believers. I want the wild ones. I want the ones that I don't have to convince for four for years that God wants them to have the Holy Spirit. So God said, Isaiah, where are they going to go when witches and warlocks, and I begin to save them by my power, where are they going to go? And we've had, just in our event last week, we had people from coming from other states that just came out of witchcraft. We had one lady, Katie, she had a tarot card reading channel on YouTube. So literally her YouTube channel was her reading tarot cards. She found our ministry, got saved, got delivered, changed her channel from tarot card reading to prayers. So now her channel is her praying for people, her quoting prayers, and she's watching and teaching our stuff. And here's my point. Where are these people going to go when they're in the tombs, when God delivers them, and now they go back to the town and the church says, we don't deal with your type. We don't deliver your type. Guys, you need to leave the town. You need to leave your little comfortable life, your comfortable place, and you need to start going out among the tombs because Jesus, come on, help me preach somebody in the chat. Jesus is not afraid of tombs. He's not afraid of cemeteries. He's not afraid of graveyards. Katie, God encountered you in a graveyard. God encountered me in a graveyard. I was cussing at God when the audible voice of God said, Isaiah, I have a plan for you. So I believe God is also mandating some of you to go among the graveyard. Stop being afraid of lost people. Stop being afraid of your friends and family that have demons. Well, I need to bring them to Isaiah Saldivar meeting. No, you don't. You need to get the same spirit that raised Christ as living on the inside of you. You need to get a revelation of the power that you have and you need to begin to drive these demons out you've been given all power all authority mark 16 17 these signs shall follow those that believe in my name they'll drive out demons so i i'm, I'm sorry i'm just so fired up katie as you're sharing here because i believe god is equipping people and training people to break tonight the spirit of legion in jesus name yeah you know as yeah big amen to all of that and, and another reason why some the, we don't see the church responding to the prize from the cemetery is because they are dwelling among Say the tombs it. too they have legion okay and, and there's proof of that in that story it says that you know legion uh told jesus don't send us out of the region send us into the pigs and so they go into the pigs it drives the, the spirits drive those pigs to literally commit suicide they they run over the cliffs they drown themselves and then the hog the hog keepers see what's happening they run into town and they go get the townspeople and it says that the people of that region came and they looked and they saw the man sitting there, clothed and in his right mind. Now the demoniac is completely healed and delivered, right? And so then it, it, they said this to Jesus, the people of that region. They said, Jesus, leave our region. Okay, now, remember the first thing that, that one of the first things that Legion said to Jesus. He said, Jesus, please don't send us out of the region. And now the people of that region are saying, 
Jesus, please leave our region. Who is talking to Jesus both times? Legion is not only on the demoniac, he's on all the people of that region. And now he's talking to Jesus through them. That's why they're not going out to the tombs because they're completely wounded. It's like the people in the church have to start getting healed and delivered. They have to start going for soul healing so they're not dwelling among the tombs so that they know and understand that they have legal landing strips inside of them that's allowing a spirit of legion to pervade, govern, and control their soul, to control their thoughts, to control their bodies, to make them sick, to steal from their finances, to ruin their marriages, and everything else. And once they get healed and delivered, then they're going to be able to heal and deliver other people. See, that's what happens. We have to understand something. When we get, see, okay, all these churches, they want to have authority. They want to have power. But they're going about it with their smoke machines and their, and their big productions and their, you know, seeker-friendly messages. And, and God bless them. You know, that's all, that's all they know how to do, I guess. But, you know, they need to deliver so they can do other things. But they want real authority and influence in their region. Each one of these churches are fighting to be the number one church in their region and everything else like that. But we don't understand something. That when it's when... We get healed in our soul of all the tombs that we're dwelling among. That, and we get delivered of the spirit of legion that we will see influence, power, and revival. And the proof is in the story. Okay, it says that that man, the demoniac, Jesus touches him. And it says that he sat there clothed and in his right mind. So he was completely healed and delivered. What happens next? It says that he went and he begged Jesus, oh, Jesus, let me go with you. I want to go with you. You know, let me be one of your disciples. I'll follow you. And Jesus turns him down. He says, no, go back to your family. Tell them everything that the Lord did for you. And the man doesn't obey Jesus. <laughs> okay, you know what he did instead? He said that he went to the region of the Gerasenes and he began to preach the gospel and everyone was amazed. Now, I want you to think about that. He got delivered of a regional spirit. Because it says that Jesus stepped out of the boat onto the region of the Gerasenes. That's verse 1. And it says that that spirit of legion told Jesus, Oh, Jesus, don't send us out of the region. Which means that that spirit was over that entire region. Then it says that the people of that region came and said to Jesus, Oh, Jesus, leave our region. Meaning that legion wasn't just over that one man. He's a regional spirit. So he's on everybody in that region. And it was the condition of their souls that allowed that spirit to be over that region in the first place. But then get that, the man, the demoniac, it says that he said they're clothed and in his right mind. So when he gets healed of the tombs he's dwelling amongst, he becomes clothed. That word clothed there means a mantle. So once he got delivered, he immediately took possession of a mantle. To do what? A mantle for regional authority over regions of land and regions of demons. Because it says that he went, he, he didn't obey Jesus to go home. He says he went to the quote, region of the Garrett of the Gat of the Decapolis, the ten cities, and began preaching the gospel, and everyone was amazed and they marveled. He went to a region of land. Oh my god. I hope you're listening. I, I, I hope everybody's listening. Because you want power, you want authority, you want to see revival, you want to see influence, you want to take regions of land for Jesus, then get healed of the tombs you're dwelling on, get delivered of a regional spirit, then you'll be clothed like a demoniac. And he went right from being 
naked among the tombs, to clothed with a mantle, to going into the region of the Decapolis, the 10 cities, and preaching the gospel with signs, wonders, and miracles because it said the people marveled and were amazed. That's how you get authority. That's how you get revival. That's how you get the mantle. Come on, I felt the Holy Ghost, Katie, so strong moving right now. People already are starting to get delivered, starting to get set free, and starting to get empowered. And this is the goal, guys, is so you can get free. Jesus said, freely I've been given, freely I give. So I'm not, I'm not, there's no price you have to pay to get deliverance or to get the power to do deliverance. I'm going to give it to you freely, but here's the goal. If I give it to you for free, here's the, here, here's the only condition. You have to give it to others. So we have to ask ourselves, and this is so key what you said, Katie, because so many people we deal with say, I can't preach to people because I'm still addicted to pornography. I can't do deliverance on people because I'm still battling addiction. I can't see other people forgive because I haven't forgiven my father. Guys, this is about getting trained and healed, getting freed in your mind, in your soul, in your body so that you can go out and do the works because now, can you pray for people while you're sick in body? Of course you can. Can you cast out demons and still have demons? Of course you can. We see people do it all the time. But why would you want to? Why would you not want God to free you and deliver you so that you can go tell everybody else? This is the man's response to being healed and delivered. I, I have to tell everybody about this. Now here, I'm going to say something very, very challenging. If you don't have a desire to tell other people about Jesus, if you don't have a desire to deliver other people, I would question the Jesus that you encountered because you got a new job promotion and that's all we've heard about for a month. You got a new car and you're still telling us six months later about your new Tesla and your self-driving, yet I'm going, what about the fact that the Holy Spirit is driving you? Well, when you want to talk about self-driving, what about the Holy Ghost encountering you and you've told nobody about it? Like I have people that tell me, I speak in tongues, but I don't want no one to know because I go to a religious church. I got delivered, but I don't want no one to know. I, let me just say this, okay? I'm not going to expose them. I had a pastor write me just a couple weeks ago of a very, very large, mega, 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 mega famous, like probably the most famous church in America on staff be like, hey, I want to connect. Hey, I want freedom. Hey, I want, I'm, what you're saying is true of this. And this is like pastor after pastor, high profile that are like, I want to get deliverance. I want to get freedom. I want to get breakthrough. Why? Because they're understanding that there's more in God than living Sunday to Sunday, being bound and never delivering other people. So that it's not like I have to force myself to share. I have to force myself to teach. I have to force myself to do deliverance. It's like, I'm so excited that I get to get free to free others because God has freed me. I, the, Katie, people say, why are you so in deliverance? You've been teaching on it for the last six months and you need to stop talking about it. I've told pastors before, listen, I'll stop talking about deliverance when you start talking about deliverance. I'll stop sharing about deliverance when you start sharing about it because I'm doing it because very few people are. But then the other reason, this is the main reason, I'm deliverance's number one candidate. I've been delivered. I've been set free. I've been healed in my body. I one time, I dropped a weight, which I know you guys don't believe me, I lift weights, but I dropped a weight on my toe. I had toe pain, literally pain in my toe for years. And I just thought, whatever, I didn't even talk about it. I don't know, I didn't care. One day my brother's praying for me for nothing related and God instantly heals my toe. And I told God, why did, I was mad. I was like, why did you waste that miracle? I didn't, I honestly didn't even care about it because I was so used to just my toe always being in pain. I said, Lord, why? And the Lord said, because Isaiah, I care about the things that are so small, that are so insignificant because there's people watching right now and I, I've never shared that story. It's even weird I shared it, but I feel the Lord saying there's people listening right now that say the Lord doesn't care about me. 
He doesn't want to deliver me. He doesn't want to heal me. But guys, God came to one guy, delivered one guy, and revival sparked. What if you are that one person, the catalyst, just like my aunt's ear? My aunt got healed, and all of a sudden, a bunch of people in my family got healed, and then revival broke out. Nine years of revival from that one healing that sparked and was a catalyst, and I believe tonight, we're going to go into prayer, because I don't want, I want to respect your time as well, Katie, here, but we're going to pray, guys. We're going to activate. We're not just preaching it tonight. We are going to activate this thing, and I'm just going to say this, okay, and she can say what she wants to say, but I hope, Katie, you come back on the broadcast soon, because it was just awesome flowing with you, but I really believe tonight, guys, we're going to activate. We're going to pray. Katie's going to lead us in this and we're going to see and I'm I'm listen y'all I'm believing for me right now I'm saying Lord deliver me Lord heal me I'm not exempt there's 3,000 of you watching God wants to do it in every one of you and I'm asking the Lord to do it in me so I'm going to do it right along with you Katie as you pray as you lead us in this activation because I believe tonight God wants to heal people in their soul and deliver people tonight okay so we're going to go through steps is that okay yeah I mean, yeah I let's do it perfect no go for it okay so look guys um First of all, we have to uh, realize that everything Jesus did for us is what we have free access to, to get healed and delivered of this demonic spirit, okay? So the first thing I want to do is, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit, because the Bible says the Holy Spirit brings to our remembrance, okay? He brings to our remembrance, and he can bring to our remembrance scriptures, things that happened to us. There might be something that happened to you that you maybe thought you were over or you already let go of, but if the Holy Spirit brings it and reminds you right now, then that's something that you're still dwelling on. So I just want you to close your eyes while you're at home right now. You can put out your hands. Okay. And I'm going to pray for you. So just receive uh, Lord. I, I release the power, the presence and the ministry of the Holy Spirit right now to just bring up to people's remembrance. What, an issue that they could still be dwelling on. And Lord, if it's something too painful for them to be consciously aware of, just give them a generic statement or a generic uh, unction of where you're going, but you know the details, Holy Spirit, and you can deal with it. So, Father, I just ask that any trauma that they're dwelling on, any stress that they're dwelling on, any offense, that they're dwelling on, if they're offended at anyone, if they're bitter at anyone, if they're holding on to any unforgiveness, that you, Holy Spirit, will, will show them where that is, who it is, what the situation is right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, just thank you. Now, I'm going to just pray um, and just thank the Lord and pray in the Spirit while the Holy Spirit ministers to you. And then as soon as you get what the Lord wants to deal with a memory or a situation. It could be multiple things. I want you to put it in the chat because you're making a decree to the enemy. This is what I'm going to be healed of tonight. So I'm not dwelling among that tomb anymore. So thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, guide everyone. We're, going to, we're moving into your power and your presence to get healed right now. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You're going to bring to their remembrance or you're going to guard them if it's too painful. But right now, because we're putting our faith on that we're not going to dwell among the tombs anymore. And thus we're not going to have any legal landing strip for the enemy. So guys, as the Holy Spirit brings it to your remembrance, just start chatting it in. Like, is it unforgiveness towards someone? Did someone say something to you? Did something happen to you last year even? Or maybe you had a storm happen 10, 15 years ago that in your life. What, what, what are you still holding on to? Did you lose a loved one? 
Do you not have your children because you lost them in a divorce? Are you still having a hard time forgiving your spouse for what happened during the marriage? Um, what is it that the Holy Spirit is highlighting to you right now? I want you to chat it in. And let me know how it goes, um, Isaiah, as they're, as they're bringing it in. And then we're going to start putting our faith on those things to be healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We give you the honor and glory. Thank you, Jesus, right now. Whatever memory you think that you're holding on to, whatever's become a tombstone set up in your soul that you're dwelling on, you think about it a lot. You think about that person or that offense or that thing that somebody did to you or said to you or that incident that happened to you. What are you dwelling on? And then chat that in. What storm did you go through? Was it a storm? Was it from last year or even, you know, years ago? Are you tormented in your mind? Are you sick in your body? Okay, Isaiah, how are we doing? Because we're going to walk into the first activation. Okay. Okay. Hey, guys, as you're releasing the, you know, what the Holy Spirit's bringing up to you, the first thing we're going to do is apply the blood. Why? Because Leviticus 17.11 says, the blood atoneth for the soul. Meaning the blood of Jesus that he shed on the cross for us not only wipes away sin, but it wipes away the wounds and the sins and the traumas and the tombstones in our soul, okay, in our soul. I love how it says in Hebrews 9, 14, it says, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. So what does that mean? The conscience is part of your soul. It's your mind where you spend a lot of time dwelling on the pain of your past. And that gives Legion the legal right to afflict you and to control you and to attack you, okay? And to hold back your ministry and your authority. But the blood of Jesus cleanses our conscience. The word cleanse, it means, it means this, ready? To to take out of the soul. It means the soul, the ability to distinguish. The conscience means the soul, the ability to distinguish between morally good and bad. So the, the blood of Jesus cleanses our soul of all the bad things, the memories, the traumas, the stresses. It cleanses our conscience and our mind of those things we've been dwelling on. So if you put your hands up, I want you to pray this after me. Say, Lord God, I release the blood of Jesus to cleanse, pray, pray it after me, my conscience to cleanse every part of my soul, man, my mind, 
my will and my emotions. Lord Jesus, I receive the cleansing power of your blood right now to wash me clean of all negative memory, of all traumas, of the effects of every storm, of the pain of every crisis, of every place I'm grieving. The blood of Jesus is cleansing my conscience right now in Jesus' name of all pain, all depression, all anxiety, all fear, all grief, all bitterness, and all unforgiveness. Now look guys, while you're there, praying right now, keep your eyes closed, just listen to me. Was there a person involved in that, in that storm? Did a person cause the storm? Did somebody do something to you that you can't stop dwelling on what they did, what they said, how they treated you, how they gossiped about you, how they used you, and you've had a hard time forgiving them and letting go. You might've even become bitter right now. You, you may have already forgiven them, but if you still think about it, if it still hurts you, then you're still wounded. So I want you to right now where you're at, forgive that person out loud and repent for letting yourself become bitter at them because we got to wipe that out right now. So everybody do that. Just say, Lord God, I forgive that person right now, even though they might not deserve it. I forgive them. I bless them. And I ask that you cleanse me of bitterness and unforgiveness in Jesus name. Say, I let go of bitterness. I let go of unforgiveness. I receive the blood right now in the name of Jesus. Now everybody just, just as you're there, just start thanking God or, or praying in your spiritual language. You don't have your language to start thanking him. For like 30 seconds, I want you to do it. It's part of the healing process. Keep praying. Let go of that pain as you pray. Cast that pain over to Jesus as you're praying. Imagine those tombstones being covered with the blood right now. So that every memory can be destroyed. The blood washing it away right now.
Keep praying in the spiritual language or keep thanking God. Don't forget, you've got to forgive. You've got to let them go. Keep praying. We're going after those memories, those tombstones. All the crises, all the storms, decree they're being they're being washed away, all the effects that are in your soul right now. All darkness is coming out as you're being filled with light and blood. Right now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Okay, now we're going to release the Holy Spirit. I want you to take your hands and put it on your heart and your stomach. Inside you is the Holy Spirit. Okay, now, the Bible says in Acts 1.8 that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That word power is the Greek word dunamis. You look it up in the Thayers, it means this, excellence of soul. I want you to say that with me. Say, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit and dunamis power so I can become excellent of soul. See, right, uh, the Holy Spirit's in you. And as we pray right now, the Holy Spirit is going to release dunamis power into your mind, will, and emotions to make you excellent of soul. Okay, Paul prayed that in Ephesians 3.16. He said, I pray that you'd be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power, that's dunamis, in your inner man, that's your spirit. I mean, your soul, not your spirit. Your spirit doesn't need to be strengthened and reinforced. Your soul does by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so as you release the Holy Spirit right now, you're going to be strengthened and reinforced in your soul, man, where every place that you need it, every place that you got hit by that storm, every place that you got hit by that crisis, every place where you've been wounded by that trauma, where you're grieving, where you're in pain, where you're depressed, where you're anxious, we're going to release the Holy Spirit and dunamis power, and dunamis is going to do what it means. It's going to make your soul excellent and your soul is going to become strengthened and reinforced. Those tombstones are going to get wiped out. We've got the blood going at it and now we're going to get the Holy Spirit and Dunamis power going at it so you can be completely healed. Put your hand on your heart or your stomach and you know what? Take your other hand and I want you to put it on your forehead because a lot of us are dwelling among the tombs in our minds and our minds need that Dunamis power. We're going to lay hands on ourselves. That's a solid doctrine in the Bible to release the Holy Spirit, not from only inside out, but through the laying on of hands. So ready? Put your hand on your heart or your stomach and your head and say, Lord God, I have a tank full in my spirit of the Holy Spirit and dunamis power. 
I release the ministry of the Holy Spirit now. Close your eyes as you're praying this. To send dunamis power flowing into my mind, my will, and my emotions to make me what dunamis means excellent of soul. Say every memory that I'm dwelling on, every trauma that I've been wounded by, every painful event that I've had to live through is being flooded by the Holy Spirit and dunamis power. I am excellent of soul. I am excellent in my mind. I am excellent in my will. I am excellent in my emotions. Say, I'm full of the Holy Spirit and dunamis power. I think excellent thoughts. My memory is healed. It's excellent. My imagination is clean. It's excellent. Every part of my thinking process is healed by the Holy Spirit and dunamis power. My mind is excellent. My will is excellent. I make good spirit-led decisions, not decisions based on my pain. Because all the tombstones that were in my soul that were controlling my choices are being healed now by the Holy Spirit and dunamis power. And say, my emotions are excellent. My emotions are not controlled by tombstones, by the pain and by past, by the storms. I'm healed of every effect of every storm. I'm healed of every trauma. I'm healed of every crisis and every stressful event that was controlling my emotions. I'm being strengthened and reinforced with mighty dunamis power in every part of my inner man by the Holy Spirit. Okay, now start praying in tongues or praising the Lord right now. Come on. Fierce like. Fierce. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Jesus. Sa makorya to ko sa katikin na makaharaw ang katikita. Sungkada makalay ka po si kita katukutan ka si makahalay mo ulit ma. Isige na alay mo. Alay mo siya. Alay mo masih. Alay mo karebahan do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Makikita ko si kita kata. Thank you, Jesus. Sa karamate ka si kita katukutan ka si. Ano ako rabata sa kanya makarabata ka si kato. Ano ka na mahalay mo sa kanya alay mo ulit ma. Sando ka na mahalay mo kalabas si kita ma. Kung darabay si kita na makarabaw na masikila haram na. Iyan ako ramanihan sa karama haram na kinamishan Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's a warlock you're watching right now. Mom. And you're being healed right now. Because the Holy Spirit is healing the tomb that drove you to the side of darkness. Mm. The pain that happened in your past that caused you to want to seek evil, to try to comfort your wounded soul. You're being delivered of that molestation and that and the other things that you've been subjected to in your life so that you can be free of that spirit in the name of Jesus now. And I speak to the spirit of legion that's on every single person in the name of Jesus right now. And I say that you cannot you don't have anything in common with them anymore. You have to come out. Come out. Come In the name of Jesus now. I say you have nothing in them that's in common with you. So you have no power over them. And I say you come now. In the name of Jesus. Right now. In the name of Jesus. Right now. In the name of Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, you, God. Now, Father, some of you, you will have water coming out of your eyes. Come or on. dripping down your nose. Or... Check your ear. Your, your ear might have water in it, or you feel water draining down the back of your throat, or you're sniffling in water, or maybe water from uh, other parts of your body. If, you, if you've had that happen, like your eyes were watering, you weren't even really crying, maybe, or maybe you were. Let me hear that. Let me see that on the chat. So, Father, I thank you. As people are chatting in, yes. Holy Spirit, you're just releasing even more fire, more light to drive out darkness. To find and seek and destroy every single tombstone that's in every person watching right now so that they won't be dwelling on the pain of their past. We thank you, Lord. You're like a missile, a heat-seeking missile to destroy everything they have in them that's in common with this demonic spirit of legion so that they can sit there clothed and in their right mind clothed and in their right mind and they're being delivered of sicknesses delivered of pain delivered of edemas delivered of viruses delivered of bacteria every virus every bacteria die right now die in the name of jesus die in the name of jesus now 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 in jesus name right now in the name of jesus holy spirit holy spirit holy spirit right now right now right now right now right now in the name of jesus somebody your either name is susie or you know a susie right now and that friendship is being retained that friendship that broke your heart right now is being retained you are going to see that friendship coming back together it made you grieve it made you dwell among the tombs it made you so have so much pain that you lost this special friendship but it's being restored right now in the name of jesus right now 
right now. There's a husband and wife team. You do ministry together. Come on. And you thought that your days were over, that you weren't going to have anything that you could do together because you just can't seem to agree anymore or get along anymore. It's because you've been through a lot. You've been through warfare. You've been through those storms, and it made you dwell among the tombs. And out of those tombs, you were fighting each other. You were disagreeing. You could never seem to come together in unity as one. It's because you were dwelling among the tombs and the spirit of legion was making you beat and bruise and cut not only yourselves, but each other. You're being healed right now. And you will be raised up to train. I hear you will train many people in this specific revelation because you, have, you will see the results of how it's healed your ministry. Yes, people saying demons screaming out of me, crying, water coming out of the ears, water coming out of my nose, sinuses running, water going down my back, speaking in tongues for the first time, yawning and my eyes are wet, something screamed out of me, something lifted off of me. I'm telling you, so many comments are coming in. No more tombs. I saw tombstones shattered. I saw tombstones breaking. Hallelujah. Amen. Someone said, definitely feel it. Something lifted off of me. I started screaming and something came off of me. These are all different comments, guys, here. I saw something come off of me, crying. I can't stop speaking in tongues. I started speaking in tongues while you were praying for the first time. Water's coming out of my ears. That's coming in a lot over and over again. Water's coming out of my ears. I'm crying. I'm crying. I feel something getting off of me. Something came off of the top of my head. I felt my mind, something lighter. My throat became tight and I felt something. I was yawning. I've been burping, I've been throwing up. I'm just reading these quick because they're, they're coming in so fast, they're freezing my thing. There's so many comments. Water's coming out of my mouth, I feel lighter. Come on guys, write this in the comments, write your testimony. Felt something coming out of my ear, my ears are itching, felt something leave me. My nose is running, I'm crying. A heavy chest pain has lifted off of me. I saw a tombstone split in half down the middle. Screaming, screams are coming out of me. Yawning, these are all separate comments I'm reading here. I felt healing in my soul, I saw two tombstones, I felt lighter, I felt chills. I was standing up and then I was pushed down. I saw tombs washed away. I've been yawning nonstop. That's also, guys, a sign of demons leaving you is yawning. Those are that's one of the things. Burping, my nose, water's coming out of my nose. My eyes are my eyes are watering. No tears, but eyes watering. Yawning. I'm seeing tombstones split in half. Bacteria infection gone. Um, spirits behind me. My anger's gone. My mouth is watering. Eyes are watering. Lots of this watering. I'm burping, burping. Tears coming out. Something leave me. I felt something come out of my legs, someone said. Another person said, I felt vibrating in my legs, yawning, crying, chills. My heart literally feels lighter. Lots of healing guys breaking out. I mean, it's so many coming in here. It's freezing all the chats here because so many comments are coming through of people getting, getting healed, getting delivered, getting free. And I just want to pray that the word that was spoken over you, the word that was spoken over you, that the bird will not steal the word in Jesus' name, that you will not leave this broadcast and go back to whatever it is that God delivered you from, that it is up and out in Jesus' name. It is off of you for good. And we say it will not come back in Jesus' name. And God, we thank you that you are doing. Some of you might be up all night tonight getting deliverance. Some of you might get up all night getting freedom. And I know people are saying this in the chat, Katie. They're gonna rewatch it. They're gonna get more healing. They're gonna let their family. Here's the beauty tonight, guys. This is all being recorded. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It's gonna be on all the other websites, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. So you'll be able to go through this healing with friends and family, and you'll be able to continue to go through this healing for years to come. People are going to get healed and delivered through this broadcast in Jesus' name. 
Katie, I felt I feel lighter right now. I'm telling you right now. I feel something lifting off of me as you were praying. I was I was repeating after you, and I feel something. I don't know what it is, but I felt freedom. I felt deliverance. I felt lighter. I felt healing. Guys, she's giving you verses. This is the power of God. This is the blood of Jesus. Do not let Satan deceive you. Do not let Satan make you think that this is some type of new age thing. This is scriptural. This is the blood of Jesus. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. The devil is a liar. And yeah, people are telling me they're going to have their family rewatch. I mean, there's so many comments. I can't read them, Katie. There's so many coming through here. We've had over 20,000 comments come through since we've been live. So it's wow. just, it's been, they're coming right now. We have 3,100 people still on here, but God is releasing, God is releasing breakthrough over you guys. Let the healing power of God, don't fight it. Don't be stiff necked. Don't be an unbelief. Let it wash over you. Let the us cancel out the plans and the strategies of the enemy. Let the blood of Jesus cover every skeleton in your closet. So you have too many skeletons. Let the blood of Jesus, the skeletons that you've been hiding in your closet. Thank you, Lord, for power. Yes, Lord, more. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Katie, thank you so much for being on here. What a powerful time of deliverance, of healing. I want to respect your time. I know you've been on here for an hour and 40 minutes now. I just want to say thank you. I also want to say, guys, I know there's 3,100 of you still on here. I've linked her events page in the YouTube description because I know, Katie, you're on tour as well. You have a new book. Is it that just came out? Want to tell us a little bit about the tour you're doing? Yeah, look, guys, you know, um, wow. I could teach for like hours on the subject of Legion. We got to bring but you back. But now I have it. I will. It's yes. so fun. I love coming on your platform because so many people are, I can feel the hunger pulling. Yes. It's so, your people are awesome. Come okay. On. So yeah, the new, the new book is Idols Riot. And this was like one of the second, I mean, I would say it's equal in force of, of, of the Legion revelation. And since I've, um, gotten this download from the holy ghost about idols i mean that sounds like such an old testament thing like oh seriously i've seen like hundreds of people have their spines when they're crooked and stuff in a meeting we call them up front and then i say if there are any doctors or chiropractors in the meeting and there always are and they come up and they feel the person's spine and they go okay there's a twist right here there's a turn there's a dip right here and they 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 like examine them before their prayer and then i lead them through the prayer and their spine Come on. Boom, it straightens out, man. And then the doctor's like, wow, I had nurses going under the power in one of my meetings in Baltimore because they were touching the before and after spines and they were like, the Holy Ghost hit them and they went under the power. It was like, I'm going to teach how to work miracles in these classes, the Idols Riot classes. I'm going to be in Tennessee, Alabama, and Houston. And then we're going to Africa. And so, look, this is a class, right? So it's like myself and Dr. Francis Miles. And we're doing like all these different modules. And then we end up with a miracle healing service at the end of the class. And you get a certificate. You know, we sign the books and it's like we get to be intimate with you. So go on the link. It's like 99 bucks. And if you can't make it to Tennessee, Alabama or Houston, you can sign up and watch the stream because you guys just saw it. You you guys, if you had look, if you had water come out, if you yawn. If you were screaming, if you felt stuff lifting, you were being delivered of Legion, okay? So it's like you totally had the deliverance happen right there in your house. Nobody had to lay hands on you but the Holy Ghost. And so it's like, wow, you can watch the stream for Idols, right, and get the same thing 
We did a, a stream the other night with it and people's ears opened. We had people pain left. We had all kinds of miracles happen. So definitely sign up for Idols Riot. Awesome. So the link's there, guys, in the description. We have a very big following in Texas because y'all keep begging us to go out to Texas. You need to get to this one in Houston. I'm telling you right now, invest in your spiritual life. You guys have no problem spending $500 on a Vitamix, okay, to get healthier or to spend your gym membership. Invest in these classes. Invest in these ministries. Become a partner. Invest. I mean, this is an investment. The Bible says if you sow sparingly, if you invest sparingly, you will reap sparingly, okay? So all you that right now are like, I'm buying crypto, I'm buying this. Invest in God's kingdom. Do all your little investments, but make sure you're investing in God's kingdom. So make sure, guys, you go on the events page in the description. And then please, listen, guys, we have a lot of people that are going to watch this broadcast, okay? We're going to have over 200,000 views this week. Go subscribe to her on YouTube. Let's get her to 100,000 subscribers. Go subscribe to her channel. She's posting. She's on there. We're going to have her back as well. But make sure you're on Facebook. You're on YouTube. Link up with all the pages so that you can stay in touch with what God is doing so you can keep getting your healing, keep getting your deliverance. This is a progressive thing, guys. We're all going through this process. We're all being sanctified and renewed. It's not just a one-time. It's like your car. You got to take it for a tune-up. You got to take it for an oil change. You got to get the sparks plugs changed. So you guys got to go through this process. So make sure you get on there. Katie, before I get you off here, is there anything else you wanted to say or anything you wanted to promote? Yeah, yeah, guys, just so you know, go through this, this broadcast again. And, you yes. know, like if you didn't have water come out or you, you still have your pain or your edema swelling, and I, I command a demon to break come in the on. name of Jesus. If you're still having noise in your mind, go through it over and over again and just get, because it's layers, right? I had to be delivered of layers of legion. And, and now because I do that, whenever I go and step on a region of land, I have authority in that land mm. because I don't have anything in me that's in common with the regional spirit that's over that place. So as you do this, you can expect that you're going to receive, you're going to be like the demoniac clothed with the mantle and in your right mind so you can go out to the your region of the decapolis the 10 cities and bring revival okay so definitely just go over this again and again so that you can totally get it amen so awesome thank you so much katie for being on i'm going to first order business when i end the stream is i'm going to be sewing into your ministry as well i would love to link up i know we talked about me coming over there doing some stuff but let's definitely stay in touch stay connected thank you so much for being on tonight Hey, and yes, and you're going to do my show too, and it's going to yes. be awesome. So I'm, I'll see I'm, you soon. Yes, I'm down. All right, we'll talk soon. Thank you so okay, much. God bye. bless. What an incredible time, guys. I'm telling you right now, I felt it. I felt something change. I felt something 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 lifted off of me i don't know what it was but it was something and so so into this guys i want to sew into her not only because you guys are sewing in the ministry but i also want to sew into her because she's impacted me especially in the early days of my salvation so do me a favor sew into the broadcast so that we can sew into her someone said if 3100 of us give a dollar exactly guys like the, statistically, less than 5% of the people that are on here give. I don't want to shame you. I'm not saying that to, so more of you give. I'm just saying by you giving, you're enabling other people that can't afford to give. And don't empty your bank. Don't give your last $5. If you have $19 in your bank account, don't give it to the ministry, please. Because I'm going to sow into her regardless. But listen, if you have the finances to sow, please sow. Now listen, if you want to give a dollar because you're like, this is by faith, I don't want to block your blessing and tell you not to give a dollar. If you're like the woman with the might, okay, give, sow, because God will bless you. That's why. Because either way, I'm going to sow into her regardless of what comes in. But yeah, can we get a thank you, Katie, in the chat? Awesome time. We're definitely going to stay connected. We just connected, like literally, this was our first time doing anything together.
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.